0: It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible Broadcast with Evangelist Keith Allison. Well, I'd like to welcome you to the Bible Broadcast. This is Keith Allison doing the work of an evangelist out of Demarest, Georgia. And I just want to welcome you to these 30 minutes of Bible exposition and Bible study with me. And uh, I thank you for listening to the broadcast. I trust and hope that you and your family are doing well. And uh, let me encourage you to pray for my wife and I as we try to serve the Lord uh, in the area of evangelism. And uh, after all these years of pastoring a church, <clears throat> I appreciate the Lord opening the doors for us uh, as we're trying to, uh, as Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 or 5, uh, there in the end of that verse, he said to do the work of an evangelist. And I appreciate how God has been, uh, has just kept us so busy and we're grateful for that. And let me say this, uh, and I hate to sound like I'm uh, soliciting for a place to preach, but if any of you pastors could use us, we'd certainly be glad to try to work with you to to get in and be a part of your services. And uh, so we'd just be honored if uh, if we could ever be a help and a blessing to you. And let me say to all of our radio f- uh, listeners, thank you for listening. And I pray that somehow, some way, you'd let me know. That uh, you are listening to the Bible broadcast. We've been on the air since 1984. I know not on the station that you are listening to now, but we've been on the radio since 1984, and uh, I appreciate God giving us the radio ministry. Now I'm uh, I'm a little hoarse. I've been I'm in the process of preaching a meeting and <clears throat> allergies and things of that sort. But uh, as I record this radio broadcast. Here this morning, I am uh, sound like a bullfrog in a barrel, and so you you bear with us. But you know one thing about it: when you've got deadlines to meet, you got to get these broadcasts out. And uh, I've just uh, kind of run behind, and so I've got to do it uh, regardless of my voice. And so, but you pray for us as we try to uh, do what the Lord would have us to do. Uh, you can go to my website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. That's real easy. KeithAllisonMinistries.com, all one word. And then if you'd like to uh, email uh, me and let me know that you are listening, uh, then that email address is Ministries at gmail.com. Ministries at gmail.com. And at the end of the program, I'll be giving you an address and a telephone number. And so if you'd like to contact us, we would certainly appreciate that. And uh, we just appreciate we've seen God bless. We've seen people saved. And uh, we're seeing God give us some good services. And I believe a little touch of revival in in some of these places that we've been. And I appreciate the goodness of the Lord. Now, we're going to open the Word of God today to the book of Psalms, chapter number 34. Psalms, chapter number 34. And uh, I want to read a few of these verses. The Bible says in verse number one, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. Verse number eight will be our text for the message today. He says, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. And I'm so thankful, friend, for these wonderful worship verses. Verse number three, when he said, O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I can just hear that and see that in a corporate worship service. Uh, in the congregation where you've got people gathered together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us, there's a call to worship, let us exalt his name together. I like verse four, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Verse number six, I like to think of as my testimony, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him. Out of all his troubles. And then verse 8 is my text. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I'd like to bring a message today on the goodness of God. On the goodness of God. Now, the goodness of God is one of God's attributes. We could talk about the love of God, the holiness of God, the fact that God is omnipresent, that God is omnipotent, and that God is omniscient. The fact that uh, God is immutable. And all of these and many others are the characteristics and the attributes of God. They tell us who God is. But did you also know that the goodness of God describes him? I want to read to you a statement that uh, A.W. Tozer, in a little book that he wrote many, many years ago, he's been dead for years, but A.W. Tozer uh, wrote a little book on the attributes of God. I think it's very good. It's just brief, but he gets right to the point. He said the goodness of God is that which disposes him to be kind, cordial, benevolent, and full of goodwill toward men. He is tender hearted and of quick sympathy, and his unfailing attitude toward all moral beings is open, frank, and friendly. By his nature, he is inclined to bestow blessedness, and he takes holy pleasure in the happiness of his people. And I think that sums up the goodness of God. And then let me give you this uh, goodness. Is the quality of dealing well with others. Would you not say that God has de- dealt well and is dealing well with us? And then let me give you another statement or two. While holiness emphasizes that God is good, that is by nature, the holiness emphasizes that God is good, but goodness emphasizes that God does good. So his holiness states that he is good, but his goodness states that he does good. And the you see, God, because he is good, he does good. And he's going to do good to you and I. And I thank the Lord for that. So what we're going to do is I want to look at some verses that talk about The goodness of God. And I want to give you two major points today, the Lord being my helper. And one of them is on recognizing God's goodness. We are to recognize God's goodness. In the book of Acts, in chapter number 14 and verse number 17, uh, I want you to listen to the word of God. The Bible says, Neither, or excuse me, nevertheless, he left not himself without witness. In that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Let me read that again. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness. In that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Amen. God, friend, his goodness toward us, the Bible says, is a witness to himself. He did not leave himself without witness, but he did good. What did he do? He gave us rain, fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. So the goodness of God testifies uh, to him. In other words, his acts of goodness testify to to the nature, to his nature that he is a good God. Let me read you this in the book of Exodus chapter number 34 and verse number 6. When Moses was put in the, the cleft of the rock over here, or, or excuse me, when Moses uh, was, uh, when God was ratifying the covenant that he had made when he made it to Moses, uh, uh The Bible said here when Moses was on the mount, the Bible said in verse number six, the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed. This is what the Lord says to Moses. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. That word abundant means to have in plenty. And what he was telling Moses was, Moses, I I'm abounding in goodness. He has a lot of goodness. He didn't say that about graciousness. He didn't say that about long-suffering. He did not say that about truth, but he said it about his goodness. And somewhere, somehow or another, oftentimes we have this idea, and I think many people still have the concept that God, uh, God is a killjoy, and that God does not want people to be happy, but he wants us to be sober, and we are to be. But he wants us to be so uh, so drab that there's no happiness nor joy or anything going on in our lives. But I want you to know that God is a good God, and he abounds in goodness. He is plentiful in goodness. And he's going to deal toward you and I out of the goodness Of his nature. So he is abundant in goodness. In Psalms chapter number 33, the Bible says this in verse number 5. You may not realize this, but in Psalms 33, 5, the Bible says he loveth righteousness and judgment. Now listen, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Uh, All you got to do is look around, friend, and see the goodness of the Lord. It's in the earth. We're going to read here in just a few moments, and it's like I read in Acts. God blesses us with, with the seasons of the year. He blesses us with rain from heaven. He causes the crops to grow. He causes the, the grass and the, and the herbs to grow for the food of man and animals. Uh, God has blessed the oceans and the waters with fish that we eat. God's given us sunshine. I'm telling you, the Bible said that the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And what we ought to do is open our eyes and recognize the goodness of God that's been given unto us. But I'm afraid we find ourselves complaining too much and neglecting to lay hold of the the blessings that God has given us By way of his goodness. But it is the goodness of the Lord. Uh, Friend, the earth is full of it. And y'all, on your drive to work of a morning, on your drive in of an evening, y'all just look around. When when you notice that sunset, that's the goodness of God when it's beautiful. When When you're sitting on the porch and you're watching the squirrels or the birds in the feeder, and, and and you think, my, they're beautiful, that's the goodness of the Lord, amen. I'm telling you, when you when you take those pictures of those scenes, maybe on vacation, whether you're out west or across the oceans or wherever you're at, and you're just you're just taken back by the scenery, that's the goodness of the Lord. And on and on we could go with it. God is good. He's a good God friend, and he's good all the time. I want you to listen to Psalms 52, to the book of Psalms chapter 52 and verse number one. He said, why boastest thou thyself in mischief, almighty man? The goodness of God endureth continually. It's not going to stop. I know sometimes, uh, friend, uh, we, 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 uh, things that we've taken for granted, they may stop and and, and things come to an end. People die. Uh, jobs change people have to retire and, and and life changes I've said that to my wife after we left the pastorate life changes and and but I want to tell you something the goodness of God endureth continually there's not going to be a slack there's not going to be a let up it's not going to come to an end but the goodness of God endureth it's going to last how how long continually amen. God doesn't even have to stop and resupply and restock his shells of goodness, but it will abdure continually. Amen. And then uh, the psalmist in Psalms 23, I love to think of it like this, but in Psalms 23 and verse number six, he said, surely goodness and mercy. There's our word goodness. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank God, friend. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. I like to look at it like this. On August eleventh, 1974, I was saved in the Hopewell Baptist Church. It's just west of Murphy, North Carolina, about 12 miles off of Highway 64. You can see the church uh, looking at it from the backside off of the four lane. And I was saved there. I was dating my wife, and God got me under conviction and birthed me into the family of God on a Sunday night as the pastor was going to preach his own revival. Amen. And God saved me. Well, let me say this. When I got out of that up out of that altar that night, every step that I have taken since then There's been two two individuals following me. They shadow me. They go with me. They follow me. You say, who are they? Goodness and mercy. Amen. And all I've got to do is just look around and I can see them right behind me, right on my heels. Goodness and mercy is following me. As the psalmist said, all the days of my life. Thank God, friend. God is a good God. God is good. And because he is good, he does good. And you and I, a friend, are as saved people. And more than that, just as being a part of his creation, we are enjoying the blessings and the goodness of God. Now, you may be saying, well, preacher, God's been good to you, but he hasn't been good to me. Oh, no, listen. In Psalms 145, And verse number 9, he said, the Lord is good to all. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. The Lord is good to all. That means everybody. If you're saved, yes, God is good to you. But if you're unsaved, God's good to you. Now listen, that doesn't mean you're going to heaven God's good to you, and the book of Romans says that it is the goodness of God that leadeth men to repentance. Friend, let me say this. If you're unsaved, I just want you to stop and thinking about it for a moment. God holds your very breath that you breathe in his hand. Your very life is in the control of God. He could stop your heart right now, and you die and go to hell but God's given you another day to live and he's given you this opportunity to listen to this preacher on the radio. God has fed you. God, you, you say, well, preacher, I'm the one that worked and paid for all of that. Well, who gave you the strength? Who gave you the job? I'm telling you, God is good to his creation and you and I are a part of it, friend, but don't misunderstand God. His goodness, friend, his goodness will not violate the, the standards of his other characteristics. In other words, God is holy and God is just and his goodness does not override his justice and you will not go to heaven because God is good. You'll go to heaven because out of the goodness of God, he gave you an opportunity to repent and to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But God is good to all. The Bible said it rains on the just and the unjust. Amen. The sun rises on the homes of those that are saved as well as those that are unsaved. The, 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 the unsaved man grows a garden. The unsaved man works a job. The unsaved man has strength and health and a family. The unsaved man enjoys the blessings that God's put in his life. I'm telling you, God is good to everybody. And it is the goodness of God that leadeth thee to repentance. It ought to be like it ought to be like a man handed out handing out a sugar to a horse he can hand that out and that horse may follow him all over the pastor friend uh, wanting another lump of sugar and you can get you can train you can train a little dog with a treat. And what God is saying is that God holds out his hand to the sinner and God dispenses goodness day after day after day and God's wanting to lead that sinner right into the area of repentance and he's doing it by giving him, baiting him with the goodness of God. It is out of the goodness of God that he sent his son into the world to die for you and I. It is out of the goodness of God that we've got the word of God. It is because of the goodness of God that God's given you an opportunity to hear and believe the gospel message. God is good to all. So let's back up and look at what we've seen. The goodness of God is a witness to himself, Acts 14, 17. God is abundant in goodness, Exodus 34, 6. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord, Psalms 33, 5. The goodness of God endureth continually, Psalms 52, 1. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, Psalm 23, 6. And then God is good to all, Psalms 145 and verse 9. And then God's goodness can be seen in his ministering to you and I, in Psalms hundred and three, uh, and excuse me, Psalms uh one o three, the Bible says in verses number uh, one through five: "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Listen to this now: Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases?" Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. God is good to us in supplying the needs of life that we have. Psalms 104 talking about our physical needs. He said, he sendeth the springs into the valleys which run among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field, and wild asses quench their thirst. By them shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation which sing among the branches. He watereth the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of thy works. He causeth the grass to grow for the cattle, and herb for the service of man, that he may bring forth fruit out of the earth. And he goes on and on, talking about God meeting the needs of people so God meets our spiritual needs out of his goodness God meets our physical needs out of his goodness I'm talking about the goodness of God the first time the word good is used in the Bible is in in the book excuse me the, the book of Genesis Chapter number one, in verse number four, the Bible said, "And God saw the light, that it was good." And God divided the light from the darkness. This is the activity of day one, and God started with creating light, and it is light, natural light, that we must have in the spiritual. i um, in the natural world, and it is spiritual light that we must have in the spiritual life. It is light from God that brings a sinner to himself. Everything starts both naturally and spiritually with light. And when God created light, the first thing God said was, it was good. And then the first time we hear God say something is not good is Genesis 2.18 And the Lord God said it is not good That the man should be alone I will make him and help me for him So out of the goodness of God He created light And then out of the goodness of God He created woman for man In other words, God Because he is good Has done that which is good For you and I, amen Both spiritually and naturally so you say, well, what's all of that got to do with me? Well, number one, we've looked at recognizing God's goodness. Now let's look at our response to God's goodness. In Psalms 107 and verse number eight, he said, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We're to praise the Lord for it, amen? Amen. In our songs, in our testimonies, in our prayers, we are to praise the Lord for his goodness. In Psalms 145 and verse number 7, he said, They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy goodness. They shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his word. You see, he said, they shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness. You know what that means? That means standing up in the assembly of the saints and just tell what God's done for you. When God met that financial need, when God blessed you physically, when God met that spiritual need in your life, You see, neighbor, I believe when we go to the house of God that it is so important for children uh, to watch the adults worship because that's how they're going to learn to do it when they get saved. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm saying that the children, they need to hear mom and dad and they need to hear granny and grandpa uh, stand up in the house of God and tell what God has done for them, how he came through for them when it looked like all hope was gone. How that he miraculously met the need that they had. It doesn't matter if it happened yesterday or 20 years ago. Every now and then, y'all just stand up and tell people what God has and is doing for you so that those little ones can hear and they'll think, well, I want the same God that mama's got. I want the same God that dad's got. I want the same God that papa and nana's got. I want the The God that does things and works miracles and has blessed them like they are today. Amen. We ought to utter the memory of God's good words. Never get over telling the story what God has done. Listen, don't be bitter. Don't be greedy. Be content. Listen, be satisfied. Jeremiah 31 and verse 14. God tells me we are to be satisfied with his goodness. He said, "And I will satate the soul of the priest and fatness uh, with fatness, and my people shall be satisfied. They shall be satisfied with my goodness," saith the Lord. As I said, we ought not be bitter. We ought not be greedy. We ought to be content. We ought to acknowledge the sovereignty of God in our lives and every blessing that we've got has come down from the Father. If your car's 20 years old or if it's a year old, you ought to thank God for it and be satisfied with your lot that God's given you in life. If you live in a little house or if you live in a mansion, if you live in an old house or if you live in a new house, if that's what God's given you at this place in your life, it is of the goodness of God, you ought to be satisfied with it. Paul said, not that I speak in respect of what, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Amen. You ought to be content with what God's given you instead of bitterness and complaining. Amen. Put your back to work. Put your hands to the plow. Work. Amen. Oh, taste and see, my text said. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste. That means to experience, to to partake of. Taste and see that the Lord is good. That's our response to it. And as I said in Romans 2, 4, it is the goodness of God that leadeth men to repentance. Friend, I want to tell you, if you're not saved, Y'all to look at how good God's been to you. Oh, I know, listen, I'm not saying everything goes well. God knows what he's doing, but God's good to all of us. And y'all to get saved, amen, right now, somewhere wherever you're at listening to this broadcast, you may be driving up the road, but you can you can say a prayer with your eyes open and you can say, Lord, would you save me? Y'all to say, Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Somewhere, friend, y'all to thank God right now. Whoever you are, wherever you are, you ought to thank God for being good to you and blessing you. Well, this is Keith Allison doing the work of an evangelist out of Demarest, Georgia. You can call me at 706-968-1182. You can write to us at the Bible Broadcast, P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. Go to our website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Or you can email me at Keith Allison Ministries at Gmail. Keith Allison Ministries at Gmail.com. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. 975 Glory FM is WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. It's nine o'clock in.